cheeky little bounce. Oh, well done. Runs towards goal. It's a chance. It's as good as you'll ever see. Oh, well done, Sauce. Hey, you like Pez? Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Rusty Sauce because this is about the third time he's, he's wanted to reset and try. I should be the one uh, struggling a little bit uh, this week, but we had no podcast out last week, Sauce, not even a, a Saturday morning special. Yeah, first time in a long time. And uh, first of all, congratulations on the uh, the arrival of uh, your son, uh, 2041. That's when I've penciled it in for the St Kilda draft. So that's it. after the Cats beat you this week, that should lock up that spot for the next, uh, next 18 years. <laughs> Years of being at the bottom, so it's a bit ridiculous. Starting to tank now already for for, for your son, but yes, uh, it was the first podcast that we've missed, and it, it was an interesting one, Pez, because uh, it we, we would have been a good one to review because we had a whole lot of futures come up uh, last week. We had a um, we, we had a, a pretty decent week last week, uh, and this week, no bets for you. I think that is a first in uh, <laughs> not just the podcast, Pez. I don't. Did you put any personal bets down? Oh, I did not do anything. I reckon that is the first time in the last maybe 15 years that you haven't had a punt on uh, on a sport. You know, er- early hours of uh, Thursday morning, I uh, had to make a, my way into the into the hospital. <laughs> Divvy two ping pong in Thailand, you're all <laughs> over it, weren't you? And um, <laughs> I, I, t- I tell you what, I did not open up any of the, the betting apps or anything. So I was very, very preoccupied. And That's very uh, good for you, Pez, because I reckon if you had opened up and uh, your missus has seen that little blue symbol or the orange Neds, that phone would have been launched or anything would have been launched at you for sure. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't going to dare touch anything no, then, but no. uh, a bit disappointing. You didn't, didn't put anything out there, Sauce. What's going on? I did put... Just solo, solo, just solo pod. Get out there. Well, I was... I was uh, I, I, you're right. <laughs> It was solo, and uh, I should have should have been better. Um, but I was I, I spoke to you during the the weekend, and I, I was I didn't know how to how to re- respond because I reckon it's the first time in maybe five years or six years, probably even longer, that I've gone into a round of footy and not spoken about it with you. And yes, that's the other thing. Yeah, I, I definitely missed you, Pez. I, did, <laughs> I, I doubted myself a whole lot of time. I did horrible in the tipping. Uh, I, I had a, had a shocker in. Uh, and everything, but it was a weird feeling, and I, I wouldn't do the podcast justice, and wouldn't do the fans justice by just going in solo pairs because everyone enjoys your comical relief, and you know, you, know, you trying really hard every week to, oh, to try and off, catch me. You know, you speak of tipping though, and something I missed out on because I'm first or second in most of the tipping competitions that I'm in, and there was I've got to message your mum for tips in one of them. I've got to put them on the the ESPN footy tips and a bunch of others. I forgot on the Friday night to put in a tip in the competition that's probably the closest. I'm, I'm one behind this bloke. He tipped Collingwood. No, he tipped Geelong, sorry. I tipped Collingwood. Wow. I look after the game. Well, you didn't tip anyone. I didn't I didn't put my tip in yet. Oh, so. And that's bad too because the ESPN one, they lose hurt. the margin too. It hurt. L- lost the margin and um, lost the they've got one of those joker things. So oh. one guy used double points. So now he's equal with me. And I'm sitting second where I should have been equal first. So that, that hurts as well. Mate, just another – I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod, but Joker, the, the Joker in uh, footy tipping, horrible. The bonus point for getting nine, equally horrible. Yeah, it's bad. All those extra things, is horrible. The only thing you should have in terms of the, the, the score alteration is if you don't put your team in, you get the lowest score minus one. And that's the only thing that I think you should have. If you don't get the away teams or the home teams, you lose a point because, you know, you've got to be committed to it. So, yeah. All those are bad. I wasn't committed and uh, it was no good. But, um, yeah, life in the past week, uh, two kids under two. So uh, 
it's been real fun. And uh, you walked in the door and said, gee, you look like shit. <laughs> because oh, man, I didn't use those words exactly. I just said you looked tired. Actually, I said congratulations first yeah, there, well, Pete. Gave you a nice little We'll get the replay. Shake. We'll get the replay going on the doorbell and then we'll, we'll see. I didn't ring the doorbell because it's late at night. It's bloody 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> we spent the last like hour and a half talking because, you know, there's a lot, lot going on in last week. But there, there how are you finding lot. it? Have you been able to get any research done for, for this week's pod? Uh, yeah, not as much as I would uh, <laughs> usually like, but uh, we've been having a look at a few things and what we've looked at is some of the futures because we did some futures prior to around one source in one of our shows and everything has been paid out now. Uh, yes. So let's do a little review on our future betting. Uh, yeah, thanks for the, the little uh, timing there, Piz. Um, Jeez, yeah. It's not good for me. It's not good for me, is it? <laughs> no official review. I have one week without you, and I just go out of sorts. I don't know what's happened. This is like our first ever episode, I reckon, with you because you are <laughs> ST Ruggling. ST Ruggling. It is, it is no good. So let's go back, and it's dated here. So we had some bets out on the 2nd of March, the third month of the year, and then we also had some bets the next week, which was the 9th of March that we put out before the season started their source. So uh, we were pretty similar on some of these as well. So we had the Brisbane over 14 and a half wins. And they gave us another scare against Adelaide, but beat them by a goal and, and saluted. So they got the 15 wins. We both had two units on that, so a nice little profit there. That also cemented their spot in the top four for this season, which was at 225, and we both had a unit on that. So uh, we love that with the Lions. Uh, they could have, you know, paid out a little bit earlier. But the interesting thing is Sportsbet. They paid out on yeah, that was the top four, but they didn't pay out on the over 15 wins until later on. So... It was a little bit strange, wasn't it? I suppose because the the round probably hadn't finished, but they had definitely you know sewn up that top five, top four spot. But, but they won fifteen games, so yeah, the round hadn't finished, mate. Oh, hadn't yeah, finished yeah, yeah. But it, it was a little bit weird. I did did message you that. I was a bit, a bit ready to get on the uh, the horn to sports bit and try and work that out. But that great way, and you know we we called that early Brisbane. And they have actually been disappointing for what we, we, we had predicted them at the start of the year, but they're starting to hit some form now. And but those lines and those odds were, were amazing at the start oh, of so the year, good. and it, it paid off. Um, I, mean, I remember us discussing that top four, and it's like for them to get – they're predicted at 14 and a half wins, but then the top four position was 225. Made no sense. Yeah, no, it didn't. We should have put more on it. Um, season wins. I had a, a loss here with Essendon, under 10 and a half wins. This was a fun ride because Essendon started off the season all right, won some games where they probably shouldn't have. Their list isn't, isn't that great, and they're going to miss out on the final this year so they got more than that they sit on 11 wins at the moment uh, lost a unit on that so one whole unit I'm happy to, to ride the Essendon unders for the season Mate, and much the same for me I had GWS it was a fun, fun it was looking pretty good early and then about midway through it started looking uh, a bit poor they went on a bit of that winning streak and Jeez, uh, when they lost the West Coast in round two you would have been loving I was that. sitting there going you little ripper <laughs> How but, that? but you and I went topsy-turvy then you had the first half that was not looking good and I had the first half that was looking good uh, but switched around and lost either way yeah and then this next team uh, the Richmond Footy Club they have struggled this year a little bit to do with injuries and a big reason is Tom Lynch being out out of that side but they've had lots of things happen i read them as a, a powerhouse at the start of the year with everything ticking with hopper and taranto coming in and it was a misread they didn't get over their 13 and a half wins and i lost the unit on that as well yeah the the exclusion of lynch for, for most of the year has been a huge one and uh them taking a little bit of time to adjust with, the, with that new midfield uh really costly but pez the thing that, that would have cost the bookies so much more was how, where in the hell do they think West Coast was getting eight and a half wins? I, that is I'm, incredible. I'm angry they, they at myself. Have, they haven't had eight and a half wins in two years. I'm, I'm very upset at myself I looking put, back at that. I should put more on it. 
There's only two units on that. I, I should have just not done the podcast this year and put every unit down that I had for the whole season on West Coast under eight and a half wins at a dollar eighty seven. That would have been the easiest watch I'm and the easiest like lazy, money to lazy make. One hundred and fifty three units on the, on that Piz. Unbelievably good price. So we had a couple of units on that. We both ended up. We had different bets, but we both ended yeah, up with pretty exactly funny, the same. So we stayed both six seven units, and we profited two point five nine units, which has now been added to our round twenty two spreadsheet as well with the, with the profit there. So season profit. I'll, I'll recap my round twenty two while I'm here. Source. I didn't have a bet, uh, so I didn't stake anything, didn't profit anything, or didn't lose anything. So my AFL in twenty twenty three so far, I've profited now thirty five point two eight units. Uh, with an ROI of just shy of 23%. Pretty incredible, Pez. Uh, you know, one that we both had the same same bets in that, so it's a nice, easy little profit there. But the fact that we're absolutely smashing it, Pez, and, you know, for, for the whole year, I've staked uh, 173 units, Pez, returned an amazing 69, very nice, uh, 0.53, an ROI of 40. But my most incredible, Pez, we've hit 100, 104 for the, for the total units, incredible. Didn't even bet last week. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even have a bet last week. Uh, I had uh, a short and small profit, uh, $2, or $2, sorry, two units and 40 profit returned. Uh, but had a, had a couple of misreads in there, but we don't need to go over that because they are all on our Twitter or our x.com. Uh, and hopefully, you know, listening to the pod, we're back in action. We can get a couple of bets and a couple of winners this week, Pez. You, you, you know, we spoke about the futures. Um are there any future bets that you're looking coming into the second last round? Uh, there, you know, almost every game this weekend has can have some dire effects on the finals. Um, looking at it, you know, there's some great bets now. Is like to miss the eight uh, to to make top four, which is pretty much done. I think uh, Carlton can sort of test for that at the moment. I think they're thirteen dollars versus Melbourne a dollar dollar five or dollar dollar three. Yep. yep. Um, but you know, to miss the top eight to make the top eight, there's some big bets there. Yeah, well, there's there's lots of things you can look at, but one thing or one bit of advice, if I could give any, is look at the AFL to miss the eight. Like, why are you betting on that team to miss or to make the eight? Is it because you think they're going to win two? Is it because you think they're going to win one game and then results are going to fall their way? So jump onto the squiggle uh, on the just Google, yeah, you know, ladder predictor. Do your ladder predictor of what you think is going to happen and then pause after round 23 have a look at the positions, what needs to happen, and, and go through to round 24. Now, you're not going to get – well, people might, but you're not going to get 18 tips right in the next two weeks. So, so you're going to get some things wrong. But just have a look at it because the value is a bit strange because to miss the top eight, St Kilda are paying two bucks to miss the eight, their source. And mm-hmm. if they lose to Geelong this week, they're out. But if they beat Geelong this week – it's a good chance that they're going to make the eight. So, well, because Geelong can no longer make the eight if they beat them so this week. It, it's pretty, it, it's pretty um, up in the air there. So to miss the eight at two bucks, but they're paying two eighteen on the same bookie to beat Geelong uh, on Friday night. So I'd be looking if you were if you had the you know equity or whatever to to go with it. You could bet both sides of that. You could say, all right, I'm betting St Kilda to miss the eight to get my money back, but I'm also going to bet them to beat Geelong because if they beat Geelong, they're going to make the eight. Most likely, yeah, and then. Go from there. If it, this is if you think they're not going to beat Brisbane the following week, Brisbane in Brisbane, which, which, is, which, is, which is highly unlikely. The, the team that's most interesting to me here uh, is Sydney. Yes. So Sydney at a dollar forty-five to uh, make the eight, and they're sitting at two dollars seventy-five to miss the eight. So you've got to have a look at 
what's going to happen and, and what type of things you think will happen. So Sydney is sitting on 46 points at the moment. They sit in seventh position. They would have to lose probably both games. So they play against Adelaide at Adelaide this week. Isaac ranking back in. Are Adelaide going to, you know, perform, Adelaide, Adelaide being very good at perform home. as they do at home or are Sydney going to get the chocolates? And then the next week at the MCG against Melbourne. SCG, what, it's at the SCG. SCG, sorry. What will Melbourne need to do in order to, you know, do, well, are they playing for a top two spot? Are they playing for nothing? Or are they playing to get either third or fourth and have to travel or not in the first week? What what kind of team are they going to put out? So if you, you think Sydney are going to lose both games, you can get 275 for them. But I'd stay away from their markets all up because all you all you would do is you'd bet against Sydney this week and then you'd bet against them the next week with, with some of your profit or whatever. So it's kind of like a multi at the moment to miss the eight or make the eight. I think going just the straight games is, is probably a better option. Yeah, love, love the explanation there, Pez, because you are correct. It's sort of like multiing up. You know, if you think Sydney Sydney's not going to make the eight, then you're better betting against them twice at a dollar fifty two this week with Adelaide, and next week uh, Melbourne. I think they're sitting a dollar dollar ninety or you know whatever. Put those together, you're getting better odds. So that that's the way to do things, Pez. But it's good to explain that anyway because there are a lot of different markets that we hit, and if we you know there is a lot of good spots. I know that you can you could have got earlier in the year when Carlton went through that uh, that big losing streak. It was about twenty six dollars for them to miss the eight. So, like, you know, them coming home and if you can hit the right form or the right time in the fixture, you can definitely make some money out of it. But two weeks out, everyone seems to be talking about it, but not a lot of value when you can actually multi-up uh, two weeks in a row. No, it's, it's, it's very strange. And it's the same thing goes for me with the premiership winner. Like, sometimes it's a fun bet to put on, a little bit of an exotic bet, uh, one that lasts the whole season. You're looking at Collingwood at 350 at the moment, Brisbane and Melbourne at 5 bucks, Port Adelaide at 550 You'd say one of those teams in the top four are probably going to win it. The next best is Carlton at 750 And then it goes into Geelong $21 and everyone else is blown out um, under that. So if you think one of those teams like a Brisbane or a Melbourne or a Port Adelaide are going to perform well in finals, instead of putting all your eggs in one basket and putting it on a $5 or five fifty. You bet on a couple of those finals head-to-head and, and you'll make more money that way um, if you think they're actually going to make the grand final and you get time to reassess as well if big injuries happen, if hard-fought games, the buys, whatever. So so that's what I would do in terms of futures. I mean, your perfect example is if you look at Melbourne, right? So Melbourne to make the grand final is sitting 225. So you sit there and go, oh, okay, well, that's you know decent sort of odds. But round one, they're probably going to be playing, let's say the, the sort of fixture stays where it is, they're probably going to be playing Collingwood. They're going to be playing them at the MCG. I can't imagine that the odds would be anything about $1.90, $2 maybe. So you're probably getting even money there. They, they, they win that game or they lose that game. They're getting another game either way. The next week, they're not going to get $0.05 cent odds. So like those two games and just to win those two games is better odds than then to make the actual mm. the grand final itself. So they just need to win two more games at roughly $1.20 versus a dollar. You know, what? So would you say two twenty five? Yeah. So, for example, you put a, a unit on Melbourne to make the grand final at two twenty-five. They lose to Collingwood in the first week. Mm-hmm. That that bet's nearly already done. Mm-hmm. But they're most likely going to win that next game yeah. against whatever side comes up, and they might be playing. I don't know who they're going to play. Well, they're probably sitting about a dollar forty. Dollar forty. Yeah. Dollar forty. Dollar fifty. Instead of putting one unit on the two twenty-five, you put three or four units exactly on right. that second week. Yeah. And then you make money that way. So yeah. that, those that's what punters need to think about. I think that's where it is. If you can pick this team early in the season, which which is a fun bet to follow sometimes when you get promotions, but this far out, whoever you think is going to win, you're better to back from right now all the way through, just back your team no matter what the game is. If you think they're going to win it, just keep backing that team because it's a lot better odds. Yeah, And you can always reassess. 
Yeah, you can always you can, also, you can always bail out thing. and make a little bit of money back as well. Yep. So that's a good way to do it. But speaking of making money, Pez, let's get into this week's uh, you know second last rounds bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Now bets with an opportunity about fifty meters out. I was with a mate, and um, we were getting getting sort of ready to leave, and he, he said, um, "I think I'm going to whack ten on on Maxie. Do you want do you want some as well?" And I. Last two weeks, Pez. Uh, two more weeks for those betting agencies to really get their specials in order. Sinner takes a special and goes bang. Yeah, um, it's no good at the moment, but um, Blue Bet have the 12 up special, which is good. Uh, Neds have that for the Friday night game as well. And Ladbrokes have the one uh, per day, one refund per day, but they've changed it again. It's only on Friday and Saturday. So it doesn't include the Sunday games as well. So this is where they try and just. Trick punters, try and get yeah, try and get that money there. So it, it tells you that they love same game multis and they've they've hooked everyone into these same game multis with the specials. And then people are still betting same game multis without the specials, which is what the, the bookies want you to do because it's so profitable to them. Uh, because it's just not not really multiplying odds, which I spoke about earlier on in the season. So there's only uh, a few reasons to bet same game multis and one of them is promotions. It definitely is, Pez. Let's get straight into uh, the second last round, an absolute blockbuster of a round because, as we said, a lot of these games, uh, those teams sitting about six down all the way to about 12th are playing each other and their huge impact on their uh, remainder of 2023. Starting things off with Collingwood taking on Brisbane. Uh, both teams are really you know, fighting for that top spot and uh, Collingwood with a win will definitely salute uh, top spot. Brisbane hoping that they can keep that minor premiership alive, yet unlikely still getting a win at uh, in Melbourne against the uh, premiership favourite at the moment would be what they're aiming for. So $1.96 outsiders are Collingwood. Surprising. Wouldn't be rare them being at home in Melbourne this year and be the outsiders. $1.84 favourites are the Lions. Minus one and a half is the line. Over under, 172 and a half. Yeah, it's a very interesting game. And because it is at Marvel Stadium, there's been a bit of talk about that. Why would you play this game at Marvel? You'd get 75,000 plus at the MCG. And earlier on, they played uh, Fremantle. Collingwood versus Fremantle at the MCG, where you'd think those games could have been switched on the fixture and the AFL would have made more money. But it, it just hasn't worked like that. It, the Marvel Stadium ad- advantages Brisbane more than it does oh, definitely. Um, the MCG because we've spoken about the percentage of wins down there as well. And the injuries at the moment to, to Collingwood are kind of piling up. So you've got Darcy Moore, who's out injured, Jordan Degoe out injured, and Bobby Hill, who I think's in their best 23, is also out injured. They do get still side bottom, but they're putting Jacob Ryan in there as well. So Collingwood are struggling. They're, they're missing, missing a few different players that had a great win or great comeback win against Geelong last Friday night and, and showed, you know, without Darcy Moore, we can change things around and we can, we can you know, tweak a few things and go from there. A lot of chatter this week about if Brisbane don't beat Collingwood, they can't win the grand final. And that's only because they might not finish top two. But it's it's a little bit silly like to base a round 23 game that a team can't win the grand final when they're going to finish top four. So if they do beat Collingwood, they've got a really good chance to make the grand final because they just need two wins at the Gabba. You think back to the start of the year, Source, Collingwood and Melbourne, they beat them at, up at the Gabba rounds, what, rounds two, round three or yep. something like that. So... They're in really good form up there. They've been struggling as of late, the Brisbane Lions. But when we talk about form heading into September, 
if they can start to turn that around in the last two weeks and move into September on fire, get two home games at the Gabba and then go grand final day MCG, I'll be very happy with that. So I'll be going for the, the Lions to try and lock up a top two spot. Uh, I don't have a bet. The odds, you could have gotten um, Brisbane as outsiders earlier in the week and because of the teams and everything, it's drifted back into Brisbane's favour. So I'll watch with interest, but no bet for me. Yeah, you're completely right. I mean, Brisbane, there is so much more at stake for Brisbane than Collingwood. Collingwood can drop this game. They should beat Essendon next week. They salute top top uh, top spot. They'd be looking at Brisbane, um, you know, and like, you know, there would be more stink about this if the, the game actually meant that they could potentially lose that top spot. But Brisbane have hit Collingwood at a perfect time. You know, they're, they're coming in with a little bit injured. No Darcy Moore, no Dacos. So that's been really documented. Brisbane, you know, they're, they're not, they're pretty much at full strength. They're missing, they're missing obviously Ashcroft through that middle but they've also had players that have been able to come in and sort of do a similar sort of role everything favors brisbane in this one you know the last eight at uh, sorry the last uh, 10 at marvel uh, brisbane are eight and two brisbane um should have won earlier in the year against uh, melbourne at the mcg had that one point loss that that dramatic comeback uh the week before you know the time before that they lost to hawthorne in another game that they should have taken control they can't afford to drop this because Pez, you mentioned that people are saying that they can't win in Melbourne and that's all that they will have going into September that no one will care about their relevance until they win at the MCG and that is something that you cannot have hanging over your head going into a final series. So for me, you know, you look at the last 20 games that both of these teams have played, they're both sitting about 16-4. and four. They're both in the reasonably same sort of spot. It's an absolute cracker, Pez. Uh, I'm leaning definitely towards um, Brisbane just because there's so much more for them to play, just because there's so much more on the line in terms of, you know, uh, um, I guess a moral victory or them, you know, a spiritual victory. You, you can't swing me either way at the moment without seeing, uh, you know, proper conditions tomorrow, uh, looking at how they how go into it, the final teams. But I would be leaning towards uh, Brisbane Lions and probably a unit there if you can get a 12-up special or something like that. But... Brisbane in Melbourne, pretty unpredictable. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then that's the it's a big Friday night clash as well. So kind of disappointing it's not at the MCG, but um, we'll, I, we'll leave I, with I'm it. I'm really surprised it's not, Pez. Uh, I, I would have thought at the start of the year both teams touted top eight as sides. Top four, yeah. And Brisbane obviously being a, you know, a, I'm going to use inverted commas here, a Melbourne-based side, they, they previously Fitzroy as well. You, you think that they would have got them there. I know when they first merged, they used to have that agreement that they would play a certain amount of games in Melbourne at the MCG to, to uh, you know, to cater for those fans. But this is a, a ludicrous decision uh, for, yeah, for and the I'm AFL. And I'm not in the know of the fixturing and how they do that, but this has to be looked at as a mistake, I especially, especially when we're looking at a floating fixture in this round too. Yeah. I mean, there must be something on. There must be something on. I, I, I don't know what it is. World Cup? Is the World Cup play? No, they're not playing the MCG. They don't even play at the MCG. They can't. Yeah, dumb. Stupid AFL. All right, let's get on to a less than relevant uh, Saturday afternoon clash. Richmond taking on North Melbourne. $1.17 favourites to the Tigers. Four ninety outsiders North Melbourne. Minus 30.5 is the line. Over under 169.5 pairs. A couple of big retirements this uh, this week. A couple of premiership superstars, premiership captain uh, announcing their retirement. So, yeah. um, you know, the, the, you'd expect the Tigers to come out and just send off their their superstars in a, in a in a winning fashion. Yeah, you'd uh, you'd think so. Now North Melbourne couldn't do that for for Cunnington last week even though Cunnington had his had his two goals and they had their moment. Essendon seemed to struggle against North Melbourne a couple of times this season, but you know, not got just this not this this season. Uh, got, that's their bogey side. Got the 8 points and North just, you know, couldn't get it done, which is disappointing, but Richmond after being eliminated last week by the Saints and not in contention mathematically anymore for the 8. Uh 
$1.17 is too short. But what I do like in this game, uh, the over 169, I think uh, both teams' season's fully done. Uh, the coaching shackles and the defensive shackles, I think, is just going to be off the chain and there's going to be a lot of a lot of run, a lot of experimentation of, of moving that ball quickly uh, for both sides. So I'm going to chuck a couple of units there. Uh, so two units on the over 169.5 in this game. The other thing I like, which if you jumped on earlier in the week, kudos to you because uh, Jack Rewalt, final game. Are they going to send him off in fashion? He's playing against North Melbourne, which, you know, they have struggled. They've lost how many in a row now? 19 games in a row. They're not travelling too well. So Jack Rewalt, he's kicked one, three, one, one, one in the past, you know, five weeks. But I think he goes out with a bag. To score two goals is only a dollar eleven. Three goals, dollar forty-three. Four or more, two dollars fifteen. Uh, three ninety for five or more, and then seven bucks for six. I don't love those odds. So where I'm going to go is most goals. Yeah. Uh, where if he gets four goals, I think he's got a good chance to get most goals in the game or at least a, a push of a, of a draw. So most goals, he's paying 235 uh, in group one, which has a hell of a lot of players in there. If you only want to go with the main players and the main six, he goes down to 205 in group two. But I'm happy to take the risk, 235 uh, most goals, group one for Jack Rewald in his send-off game. Not worried about the uh, third favourite uh, Coleman medalist, Nick Larkey, at $151. For the no, com- well, Coleman Medal, not for most goals. Yeah, I don't think the <laughs> I don't think the Coleman Medal will have anything to do. He's probably his biggest competition. If the ball, if the game is free flowing, like I think it will be, Larky up forward, you know, good hands, and if he kicks straight, he's got a chance to beat Jack. But that's that's what punting is. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna gamble with our money. No, I like that one, Pez. I like the uh, the theory behind the game being a lot more free flowing, and you know, generally see this when teams uh, seasons are, are you know hit out to to bed. That basically that becomes a lot more uh, players playing for their career, especially with a team you know like North Melbourne, who uh, I think it was documented last week on a podcast. Thirteen of their their best twenty, well their best twenty two years inverted commas are recycled players. So you know they're playing for for their career realistically now in a club that you know five or six wins in the last two years, definitely in rebuild mode. So you know a whole lot of things playing there. I expect the same sort of thing, a high scoring game. Uh, but the one sixty nine sort of sort of worries me a little bit. My numbers have it about 163 I think it was oh it's close uh, so it is close but uh, jump on the over there uh, with Pez and uh, ride that one with him let's get on to the next game Gold Coast taking on Carlton 236 outsiders the Gold Coast Suns $1.57 favourites the Blues minus 9.5 is the line over under 165 Pez the lid is off the lid is absolutely off uh, they've won the last 6 or 7 or 8 or I've lost count now because they were dead to me early in the year and uh I definitely jumped off at the wrong time, didn't I, Piers? <laughs> yeah, I jumped off. I used to tip them every single week and be disappointed. And then uh, they just ended up going on a tear, beating three of the top four sides uh, in they've the last hit, few weeks hit, as well. They've hit all of those sides in really great spots for the Blues, haven't they? Oh, it's been it's been good spots for the Blues. But uh, it's, it's strange to see the Blues supporters up and about. I don't remember since they were ninth and then um, got led into the finals because of the... Uh, what do, what do they call them? The syringe bombers or whatever they they were back then. So they they went in and and went over there to to West Coast. I think it was in that first final and they lost. Did, so, yes. uh, they'll be playing finals this season, and they get to, they get another look at this Gold Coast Sun side. Gold Coast have played a lot better up at um, HBS Stadium uh, up at home, but Carlton absolutely destroyed them after the first ten minutes of the game at the MCG last time. It was just. Easy going. There was so many goals in that game from memory 
from centre bounce clearances. I, I think they broke the record um, to three quarter time of how many goals directly from centre bounce clearances. So I'll, I'll watch with interest. I think Carlton need to need to try and win and secure that fifth spot. And Gold Coast, you know, they always do something at the end of the season where they, you know, they start off okay and then they they lose games they shouldn't and then. Maybe they win a game that they shouldn't uh, in the last couple of weeks. So could this be one? I don't know. I'm going to stay away from it. This one's a really interesting one, Pez, because you look at Carlton traditionally, th- this would be a game that they lose. Now, you can't really say traditionally because that's they lose all their games in the last couple of years. But what I like in this one is Gold Coast at home have been a completely different side. Since they've had that coaching change, you know, there's a little bit more free-flowing football you know, their, their games have been a lot high scoring. You know, the last five for, for the Gold Coast Suns, they're, they're averaging about 170, so a lot, a lot more high scoring. What I do like, though, is them to lead in the first half, Pez. The last 10 games, they've been a team that's come out and jumped their opposition, especially in, in the heat and taking the other team a little bit to adjust. Carlton have been a little bit slow starting. They, they were slow starting last week with Melbourne. They were slow starting the week before. They've been taking a little while to get going, especially so much anticipation and um, you know pressure leading into this final series. This is a game that they, they should win. They're meant to win. I wonder how they respond, but $2.20 pairs for Gold Coast to be leading at halftime. I don't mind that at all. I will wait until the final team's pairs, but that's where I'd be leaning, especially with, as I said, the last 10. They've all been up at halftime, uh, well, the Gold Coast Suns. You, if you haven't had a look at it yet, the the teams are out, and you've got a lot to go through with the ins for, for Gold Coast there. So I'll let you do that in your own time because we don't have uh, 10 minutes here. Why, well, they've gone absolutely through them, have they? Oh, there's one, two, three, four, five, five emissions. Anyone big? Anyone big? Just just while we're on the pod, might as well him out. Oh, might as well go then. McPherson, Hollands, Faha, Sam Day. Uh, Holman's injured and um, there was the sub that was out as well. So a lot of different names in. You've got Sexton, King, Fiorini, Butterick Sexton. and yeah, Johnston. Sexton's good. He would have been really good at like a... A good say, club. If he, was at a, <laughs> yeah, if he was at a Collingwood this year, like he, yeah. he's really handy as that mid-sized forward. Definitely. All right, let's get on to another one that has a great impact on the final series pairs. GWS taking on Essendon, $1.41 favourites. The Giants, 282 outsiders. Essendon, minus 15.5 is the line over under 167.5. Pez, you, you know, we won money on Essendon. Uh, we lost money actually on Essendon overperforming this year. 10.5 wins, and they've gone over that. Can they keep the uh, finals dream alive so that they can finish in eighth and uh, get belted in the first week? <laughs> Uh, one one of these teams will be eliminated this week uh, from contention, and uh, Essendon's next opponent after this is Collingwood, and GWS's next opponent is Carlton at Marvel. So that's not somewhere you want to be at the moment. So this is a huge clash, ninth versus tenth. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind the Giants at the the dollar forty mark here. Uh, Jake Stringer comes back in, Sammy Draper comes back in, which is huge for the Bombers, and uh, not much. Uh, at GWS, but GWS have the the better talent. They play better at Giant Stadium in front of no crowds. So I'll, I'll be somewhere around the Giants. I want to see what the the line starts to close at as well, and I'm I'm possibly going to be putting that out. So if I do put it out, it will be tweeted out on Twitter and then added to the spreadsheet. But if not, uh, it'll just be you know that old bale hay just running. Rolling through. Like last week's uh, whole, whole bit slip for you, Pez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I really like the Giants in this one. I think that, um, 
you know, a dollar forty-one for for the Giants, who are the the absolute kings of winning games away from their home ground. Um, you know, take on the Bombers, who who have won back-to-back weeks, but they've beaten North Melbourne, they've beaten West Coast. You look at them against sides, you know, in the similar sort of spots uh, to where they are. Sydney, they lose by what they lose by, by uh, a couple of points. The Doggies, they lost. Geelong, they lost. You look at um, the the Giants, in, in again similar sort of sides in the Dogs and um, Adelaide. They both had wins and then they beat the Gold Coast in there as well. A direct uh, comparison line, the Doggies when they played each other four weeks ago versus three weeks ago, GWS win by five. The uh, the Essendon Bombers lose by nine. So for me, it's all over the, the Giants. I wouldn't mind uh, two units on them at $1.41. So I'll lock that in, Pez, for a nice little win. Probably over at Ned's 12-up special or over at... Uh, uh, it has to be Blue, Blue Bet. Bet because it's... Uh, yeah, oh, Ned's, Ned's is only, is only the Friday, the Friday night. night. That's yep, right. Yep. But uh, I, I don't mind that one at all. And even more uh, better... Seeing that they're more better, more better, <laughs> even more better. I told you I'm struggling. So I right. hope your bets do better than your uh, English. Yeah, well, <laughs> me too. All right, Pez. Let's let's get into the next one. Uh, the next one is the big one, Pez. It is the absolute winner goes through to a final series for 2023, <sighs> most likely. Uh, and the loser, well, that is season done. I'm talking about your Saints, Pez versus my Cats. The BTB special. It is a, an annual thing that we do. The your rivalry s- round. The rivalry round. The Saints. Got the chocolates. Uh, was it last year at uh, a game at Marvel where we had way too many beers and uh, put a couple of reckless bets down? Yeah, I don't know sitting, how we came sitting back at, in that game. Sitting at the pub watching, um, who was it? There was uh, Noah, Noah um, Bolton kicked two goals in the last minute or something against North Melbourne to win a nice big multi. And uh, as and we then said, headed over to headed yeah. over to there and had too many beers. But let's get on to the big clash Saturday night Marvel Stadium. Your Saints two dollars eighteen. Versus my cats at dollar sixty six minus seven and a half is the line over under one sixty and a half pairs. Winner goes through to a final series. Uh, that is the the equation. Who gets the chocolates? Oh, it's hard to say for this one, isn't it? I was hoping. Um, uh, don't be don't no line bullshit. I was All hoping right, talk through the the game and I'll then talk, give me a tip. I'll talk through it because I'm I was hoping that Tom Hawkins. He never hoped that someone is injured, but he no. already got injured. So I was hoping just he needed another week of recovery. But he's he's straight back in, and he is uh, the. What do we call it? What are you scared of? What are kids scared of? The boogeyman under the bed? <laughs> Tom Hawkins is St. Kilda's boogeyman because he he has dominated them. Ten goals in the last three meetings. And you go back even further, he, he's absolutely on fire against the Saints, kicking multiple goals in the last five games. Uh, a bag of five as well and the lowest of two. So Geelong have won one, two, three, four out of the last five. St. Kilda had that one win in round nine last year, but round 21 up at uh, Alphabet Stadium, Geelong towed St. Kilda up as well. So... This is big. $2.18 on Sportsbet. You go over to Bluebet where the 12-up special is, and usually Bluebet, they drop the odds down a little bit compared to what Sportsbet is, but you get more money for St. Kilda. So at Bluebet, they're thinking Tom Hawkins is coming in and kicking a bag as well. So uh, I thought we had the the defence to to contain him, and maybe they're focused on containing Cameron last time instead of containing Hawkins, but they need to do something about that. Uh, Because it's rivalry around source, Yes, uh, get on it. And what it is, uh, we'll head over to Blue Bet and we'll get behind the Mighty Saints, uh, two twenty-five. My uh, my son, Madam, we watched St Kilda versus Richmond last week, got the win. So in his lifetime as a St Kilda fan, never lost. Oh, never ever lost. So there's a stat for I'm you. Glad Uncle, put, I'm glad Uncle Sauce. All your money I'm glad Uncle Sauce's <laughs> team's going to be one that delivers his fifty uh, percent win rate in his short lifespan, Pez. But uh, I like that. I it's like be- it. I like that you're putting it on the on the line. There, it's better so than most um, 
most St Kilda fans win percentage in their lifespan because they're just a disappointment, really. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> nice name, Madden, as well, by the way. You think you lied to me about the two syllables starting with C, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. You did. We had that discussion. Anyway, uh, I, I'm, I love the value in this one, Pez. And, and I, look, I'll, I'll put it out to bed. I'll put two units on the Cats, $1.66 over a blue bet. You're putting two? I'll put – what do you put on? I was going to put one, but I'll put on two now. Oh, as well. I'll, I'll put I'll put on one unit, whatever. Like I'll put on whatever. I'll match whatever Pez does because it doesn't matter. It's, I'll basically take his. Might even do what old mug punter said and put fifty on the table there, Pez, and I'll take that money as well and get yeah. that back from earlier in the year. You know what? Uh, we, it'd be better for you to put fifty on the table, but I get more money. <laughs> I, I get more money here. Damn it! And <laughs> I get a twelve up special here as well. So. Um, yeah, I don't know what you want to do with that. Well, last last time we both won on in. I oh, mean, I just told you what I want to do. I want to take you fifty dollars. <laughs> I'll, I'll give mine to Blue Better. Yeah, for, right. <laughs> just for this one. Soft, uh, but what I like in this one, Pez, as you said, the the, ca- the cats uh, have you know get some form back in terms of their big forward. Um, you know, there, there's rumours that Duncan's car, sorry Guthrie's coming back as well, which would help them inject some life into that midfield. Um, the last seven, uh, seven out, come back. seven out of the last eight games, uh, the Cats have dominated the Saints. Of course, that last one uh, last year, that close one uh, loss for the Cats. Uh, playing at Marvel suits the the Saints, but what we know, what the Saints have been doing this year is they've been keeping it low against sides that are around about the same or better at them. And for me. One seventy one and a half pairs. I've bumped this up to. You can get dollar thirty two for one seventy one to go under the alternate line. I'm expecting a low scoring game because I want that. I think the Saints will contain. They'll let the Hawkins uh, go nuts. He'll kick his five or six, uh, <laughs> but they'll contain everyone else uh, and keep it quite low scoring. But what I like, Pez, is the Saints in these low scoring games. They're just letting the backs run wild, and Geelong for for, for possessions hasn't been a team that you've Never really been, been betting on. So not something there. But the people that have been good for them have been their backmen. There's Zach Tui and Zach Guthrie, both the Zachs there, and little baby Guth. Him to get 15 pairs, you can get a great mark at $1.33. He's missed it once out of the last five, but against all teams that give away possessions to the backs, Sydney, Western Bulldogs, Port Adelaide, all gone over 20. So I expect the exact same thing here with the with Zach against the the, the Saints. Uh, so for fifteen or more, dollar thirty three, love that two sixty five. You get a little bit cheeky for the twenty. Zach Tui, last five, he has hit all of those over fifteen. A dollar twenty two for the that pairs. You partner those three up there, you get nice little odds. Uh, some sort of multi, probably about two dollars sixty five. I think it was. Uh, I've got to have to check my don't, maths. Don't there. be guessing around here. No, no, I've written my names down there, but they're a bit all over the place. Pairs. Uh, you can see how how much I'm shocking i'll make sure i put that one out on twitter pez but i'll be looking for a three league same game multi backing in the cats to win but focusing on defenders against the saints and the under both have been profitable over the last month so jump all over that so just loading up on the cats again ready to ready to lose and from premiers to missing the eight this this round so that'll be good no, you're talking about Sydney. That's our next game, Pez. Uh, so playing in the grand final and missing the eight. But that, anyway, that's fine. Easy confused when you haven't, uh, you don't really understand what a premiership win is, especially when we're talking about the Cats. So we'll get on to the next one, Pez. Adelaide taking on Sydney. A dollar fifty-two favourites are the Crows. Two forty-nine outsiders. The Swans minus eleven and a half is the line. Over under one seventy-three and a half. I'm just yeah. Yeah, sorry. It was a little bit of a low blow, but you. Oh, yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm just thinking of. Um, because I didn't check on the day, but what the odds would have been at three-quarter time for St Kilda to beat Geelong. 
in that grand final. And Tom, um, Tom Hawkins played well in that game too, didn't and he? And Lenny Hayes to uh, kicked a very crucial point. To get the noise. Yes, it was one of the biggest points <laughs> in, in AFL history. Yeah, that yeah one. they gave him six points. It was so big. <laughs> I was sitting behind those goals uh, and live, I'll be honest. I, I was at the other end and I, I didn't it, notice. It, it very clearly hit the post from the oh, other end. Pro- I probably didn't notice because I just <laughs> dropped the head in the in the knees when I was like, oh shit, here, here it goes, here they come. Um, yeah, Sydney, this is the one that's that's weird for me with those future bettings to make the eight at $1.45, to miss the eight at $2.75. Um, Adelaide playing good at home, $1.52. It's probably too short. If they were at around $1.70, $1.75, I'd probably be with them. Uh, so in this one, you're not looking at – are you looking at Taylor Walker to to try and fight for the common medal in the last two rounds? I mean, I, I'd be focusing on them trying to make the finals. I can't – Well, you would be. You know, that's what I'd be doing for Adelaide. Because uh, they got West Coast in the last round, which yeah, is what I think I'm that's the, so that's the he, one that he loads up on. I'd say if he if he kicks a kicks a bag here and goes from there, but they've got to focus on getting the the four points. They've been very inconsistent, the Crows, and uh, just just need to come out and try and get that win against the Swans, who started off really poor, got their players back, and have there's they're around the mark. They're sitting inside the eight at, at seventh position, so uh, it's been decent from Sydney after some some shocking losses earlier on so this will be a game of uh, great interest for that finals race and uh, a Saturday night special which I won't be watching because I'll be watching the uh, the mighty Saints eliminate the Cats in 2023 to know about that one Pez but uh, I love the value here with the the the, um, the Swans I think they are a team f- uh, finding form at the right time they had were struck by injuries early uh, they've won the last five pairs against pretty decent sides too you put the dogs in there you put the Giants in there uh, and then those other sides that are sort of fighting for the eight as well you sort of uh, you know GW sorry that um, Essendon and potentially Fremantle uh, when they've been hitting some form as well Adelaide have been really inconsistent. They are young. They do look like they are sort of slowing. That loss uh, the other week against the Giants at home really, really uh, defined their season. And they had a good win against Port Adelaide, who always seem to struggle against the Crows pairs. But 255 is what I jumped on earlier in the week uh, on Bluebet for for the Swans one unit, uh, just straight out on the nose pairs. What they've done over the last uh, five, six games is they've really shifted defence. So they've gone up into top 10 in defence. Uh, the last five weeks, they've actually gone up to top six in, in defence for over over those wins. Uh, but they've also bumped up their offence. So Adelaide have been basically top of the top of the tree for offence all year. They slipped to second, giving away one to, believe it or not, Pez, Melbourne. Pretty incredible, considering mm. they've had that change. Uh, and Sydney have gone into the uh, top 10 for offence as well. So hitting form at the right time. We know that they are you know, young and building side. They had success last year in an amazing final series, except for that grand final. They are fighting to get back. And if they get back, Pez, uh, it's going to be a really, really tough beat them for, for anyone playing them coming from sixth or seventh. My money's with the, the Swans there. I, I like them to get the chocolates. Um, use that experience, and that's finals experience in big games against uh, the Crows, a young side that uh, probably is a year off making a big dent uh, next year. I'll have to have a look uh, because it's a 15-minute later start time than St Kilda Geelong game. So I'll see how the Saints are going after 10 or 11, 12 minutes. And if it's not looking good, I might have to go Adelaide so I can try and get one up (laughs) on the round and see how we go. Yes. All right. Let's get on to the next one, Pez. The next one is... 
GWN. No, it's not. It the is Bulldogs. the Bulldogs taking on West Coast. The Battle of the West. Dollar uh, two. This is not really much to talk about. This one. Dollar two. Favorites of the Dogs. Fifteen dollars outsiders. West Coast minus sixty five and a half. Over under one seventy four and a half pairs. The Dogs just need to win this, and they basically sell, sell up a uh, a last round clash against the Cats to make the eight. Um, there's not much really to discuss in this one. Uh, not really. You you got the line at sixty five, which is a, a bit strange. You go to handicap markets, you can get a plus thirty nine market, which is weird that you don't usually see. West Coast paying four dollars thirty, and a plus twenty four and a half market, which West Coast are paying seven dollars fifty uh, at plus twenty four and a half. So if you think uh, anything's going to happen with West Coast after a hundred and one point embarrassing loss to Fremantle last week, yeah, not very good. Biggest the, one, biggest one in their their little derby history. That one. You'd think you'd want to. You'd want to put it in, and especially in those last few minutes, and not let that score go over a hundred. But uh, especially, anyway. especially with a couple of their stars, uh, you know, retiring and, and sort of you know coming to the end of their careers, they'd they'd like to try and get a win in the last two because you know they they basically set that last spot up. So yeah, it's going to be a clean out at West Coast season's end in more ways yep. than one, I think. But uh, interesting in the most goals, you you've got to flip a coin, or who do you think is going to do it? Is it going to be the big forward in? Uh, Naughty Norton, is Ugo Hagen going to come in and, and get that job done? Is Cody Waitman going to do it or is it going to be someone else? So you've got Norton and Waitman at 350 and Ugo Hagen at 360 for most goals. So uh, what's going to happen or do you multi them all up for two each and, and do something there? You, yeah, I'm not doing anything in this game. I'm, I don't have much interest at all. If Geelong lose on Saturday night, you'll have a lot of interest. I because, will. Um, you want the well, it doesn't doggies. matter. I'm pretty sure that if we lose, Pez, that's our season dead. But we would want the Western Bulldogs to lose to keep our uh, finals hope alive. But you've spoken way too much about the the Bulldogs in this game and West Coast because it's a shit game. Uh, minus sixty five and a half. Uh, the the Dogs all they will want to do is just bruise free football, setting themselves up for next week. Uh, they just need to get the chocolates, set themselves up for next week. I love what you said about the forwards. I wouldn't be worrying about uh, the little fella there because. It, Tall forwards against West Coast are where it pays out. They're averaging three or four, I think it's four more shots uh, against uh, against West Coast tall forwards, that is. So I'd be looking for Norton to get the young fellow going uh, going into a final series, hopefully for the Dogs. So that's enough about the, the West Coast Eagles. Yeah, it's going to the D's and the Hawks. Yeah, big game this one, especially with Hawthorne getting a surprising win uh, last week against the Dogs. Minus, uh, sorry, 123 favourites are the D's, 425 outside is the Hawks. Uh, minus 26.5 is the line over under 167 and a half pairs last week Melbourne they weren't disappointing they just hit a Carlton at the the right time uh, it was a great game of football on that Saturday night low scoring but great uh, they'll be looking to bounce back uh, it's very rare this season that Melbourne really had, don't respond after a loss yeah and the, a, a big loss with the Petrarca kick going through the goals yes. um, was it touch source it didn't look it <laughs> inconclusive it didn't, like look, it the, didn't look it like the thing uh it's it's a bit strange. I still I still don't like. I know we've spoken about this a hundred hundred times, Pez, but like right now, I can jump on my phone. I can go into Bet three six five, and in high definition quality filming, Russian I'll be, table tennis. I'll be able to watch Russian table Russian table tennis, but we can't get a fucking clear cut <laughs> view of a ball in Melbourne when there's so many. You know, you know, where are we up to? Like five k now, seven k? Or we can't, we can't just get a clear clear picture. It's so bad how they they zoom in and it just becomes pixelated. It's like uh, the Minecraft game that the kids are playing these days. Mine, or, Minecraft looks clearer. Um, and that, and that, Sega Mega, Mega Drive, or maybe even go back to the Atari with the joystick and the Space Invaders. That's oh, it pong, looks more pong, pixelated. Pong's than better that. quality than what they're doing here. Back and forth, <laughs> oh, but I just I just so don't understand. Shit. Like especially when you look at like 
we continually say this too, and the commentators just like, oh, you know, that's going to be inconclusive, so we're just going to forget about it. What, what do you mean? Is this the fourth or fifth year we've been doing this? And you look at other major sports, look and usually the, the, when there's the a NBA review, is is unbelievable. NBA, the MLB is is decent as well because they usually get the call right if, it's, if there's a challenge or an overturn. Uh, the only other one is you you look at cricket where there's a lot of umpires call because of the the LBW decisions, but the AFL is just but the pe- worst one of the lot. But even in even cricket pairs, they they've got a situation where they can. They can they can map out what's going to happen, and give it a result from that. And they still give a result from a perceived thing like, like oh, if it didn't hit this, you know, the LBW decision. But but we can't get something right like that. It's basic common sense, man. I, I just fix it. I don't it's, know how they haven't shit. fixed it after so many years. Um, all right, so Melbourne a dollar twenty three, probably not worth it. You know, the Hawks could have ended the Bulldog season, is what we've got to think about last week because they came back against them down in Tassie. The Hawks are playing with freedom. They, they literally can't go above the Gold Coast Suns in, in the last two weeks. And that's why they played with the, the shackles off last week because they sit on 28 points all up. Gold Coast sit on 36 as well as Fremantle. And Hawthorne can win the last two games and still get the third pick. So uh, freedom from them, they're, they're looking really good. And I think in a couple of years, they're going to be a really strong uh, contending side. Oh, I'm just, it's Sunday, too far away. Nothing for me yet. Dole 23 is too short to back Melbourne. Uh, yeah. Watch, watch with interest. Yeah, watching with massive interest in this one, Pez. I think this is a great spot for, for Hawthorne. As you said, they've got two wins. Uh, they can win both their games and, and disrupt the final series and stop people's you know top four hopes. They've got so much to play for. I can't wait till grand final day, Pez. The moment that siren is, is gone, jumping on Sportsbet and jumping on Hawthorne next year to make the eight, oh. they, are looking, they are looking in ripping form. They have got something really going in that midfield. They're going to add some extra depth in that through that draft, which from all reports is quite a strong draft. Um, you're right, there's not enough money in this one. The line is very, very enticing. But Melbourne have too much to lose, Pez. They, 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 they're going to blow a, a top four spot and leave that leave the finals door open for Carlton. I don't think so. The, the D's should get this done. They're in good form. They've dropped. They've won. You know, four of the last five. They should have won five out of five against. Uh, you know, as we just spoke, the DRS or whatever they're calling it. Here's the Snicko. Anything else said better technology than what the AFL uses. Refused to reference the uh, the arc there. But uh, all over all over Melbourne, Pez. There's there's too much for them to play for. So you're betting on Melbourne. Dollar twenty three is too short. Yep. But you've got to be all over them. If, you, if you're putting your money down anywhere, that's where you'd go. As I said, the twenty and a half is enticing, but Melbourne can't afford to have a flop of form right now. Yeah, that that win would have been nice last week for them. It would, would have locked would, it up. Would have locked it up, and they would have still had a chance of making a top two spot and a home final. Because they, they, they can't throw away a home final. If they do lose this to Hawthorne, then that's a huge clash against Sydney because Sydney will be fighting for the eight. Melbourne will be fighting for a top four spot. At the SCG. And then you've got Carlton playing GWS. Like, Carlton oh, coming up the, the back. So many things could happen they, in these last two They did this a couple of years ago, Melbourne, where they, they basically, the last couple of rounds, they basically blew their season from a dumb game. They'll be locked in for this one, Pez. All right, here we, here we go. Let's get to the other pretty meaningless game. You'd think Port Adelaide run over the top of the Dockers here. It's only meaningless if Port Adelaide do what they should do. But Fremantle, another side that has the freedom to play with. They can't really jump too far up the ladder. They're pretty locked in there, Pez. 254 outsiders are Fremantle. $1.52 favourites are the Port is the power. The over-under for this one, Pez, 169.5. Very nice. Minus 11.5 is the line. Uh, Fremantle have been playing some good form. They'll be do, looking to do exactly what Hawthorne are, uh, have done uh, the last week, but disrupt that top eight and just try and get some wins here and there while looking for next year. Really disappointing season for Fremantle. Uh, the last game at home for them, they'll want to give their fans a, a way to end the, the season. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a different 
viewpoint to look at this game in because depending on the Friday night result will depend on a lot of how Port Adelaide need to go about this game because if if Collingwood do beat the Brisbane Lions, that top two spot is there because all Port Adelaide need to do is win against Fremantle and then the next week win at home against Richmond who are already doing all their retiring things in mm-hmm. round 23. So round 24, travelling, not going to matter too much to Richmond. So depending how Friday night goes and if you can get on it quickly uh, at $1.52, if Collingwood win on Friday night, I'll be jumping for a few units on uh, Port Adelaide to beat Fremantle, uh, maybe even at the line. So uh, just bear with it and we'll have a look on Friday night. Well, I think it'd be better to take that $1.52 right now, Pez, because they, they've got too much to play for. They lose this, let's say they lose this game and Melbourne win, which we, we expect Melbourne to win. That puts them a deadlock for, for second, you know, like second, third. Uh, they don't want to be playing... Not with their percentage because they'll, be, they'll drop down to fourth if that happens. But that's exactly right. They don't want to be playing Collingwood at the G... First week of finals, you don't want to be. That, that's the one thing you want to avoid. All these final series is the Collingwood. I mean, they're not going to leave Melbourne, but you want to avoid them at the G. Go up to Brisbane, a team that has struggled in finals, specifically with their goal kicking. A young up and about Port Adelaide. They did it last year. They could do it again. I, I love the value there at a dollar fifty-two pairs. I, I think that I, I'm, I'm going to actually. You know what? I'm going to jump on that right now. A dollar fifty-two, two units for me. Blue bet. So you want you'd prefer to play Brisbane at the Gabba. Then to play Collingwood at MCG. Of course you would. Of course you would. There, there's too much for them to play for. Like way too much. Like all these teams just need to focus on winning. This is you got you got to buy before the finals. Lock in. Go hard. Yeah, and uh, in agreement, uh, I think I think uh, that will drop drop a lot uh, over the next coming days. So interesting. We're back back to it. Their source with with the podcast. So hopefully it wasn't too much of an inconvenience to the to the fans out there. I struggled. <laughs> not to the fans out there if they um, actually got it. And uh, thanks thanks a lot to the congratulations out on uh, on Twitter or X as well. Uh, from there and a, and a couple of the DMs we got on on the socials as well. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. And my family does. And then hopefully. Uh, we can be back, ready to go, and ready to start a big 2023 finals campaign. I know it's going to be a big show next week, depending on uh, who wins, the Saints or the Cats. It will be, Pez. Uh, before we get to uh, you know looking ahead, it was really nice to see everyone respect, obviously, that we didn't have a podcast and leaving us. You know, We obviously get heaps of DMs and that about bets, but everyone was really respectful last week. The congratulations were fantastic. And it is good to have you back, Pez. But you know, I had a, I had a tweet from a, a mate earlier in the week, a good old fan of the show, Finster, and he was like, you know what? If, if, uh, if Pez doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't able to back it up the second week, he's like, here's a bet for you. Which Cheeky! And he's he's he's, he's vying for your spot, Pez. When, uh, when I told you I wasn't going to do the show, I said you need to get a replacement for me. Not, I did. You, I said you jump you jump been, on board. I've, you get a replacement. I've been trying to get a replace you all year because you're struggling. Uh, no, you're not actually. You're having a great year, Pez. But uh, <laughs> Finster with uh, seven A's, F I N T S A A A A, seven of those bad boys has sent in a cheeky multi that he thinks is going to oh, win, well, Pez. He goes for the Bombers, so he's got no idea, I reckon. Well, he has, he's left the Bombers out, Pez. He's playing with his uh, wallet, not his heart. Thank God for him. It's a, a ripping $17.08. Um, he's got the bet return here if he needs. Brisbane minus 15.5. The try bet, 270. Richmond to lead at every quarter, $1.69. Oh, don't mind that. That odds against the uh, North Melbourne, $1.69 lead all quarters like that. Western Bulldogs to lead at every quarter. Not so enticing, but $1.17. And your man, Jack Sinclair. 
Most disposals, $3.20, group one. So that gives you odds of $17.08 in pairs. And, uh, cheeky. That is cheeky, very much so, by our Finster. How much is he losing on that one? A lot. <laughs> he's got no money there, but uh, it's a shocking bet. No, no, just kidding. He's just not as uh, not as touted as uh, Pez and Sauce on the on the unit front. Uh, he seems so to be quite often the one leg loser every single week. And uh, so if this is if this happens because winners. you've you've put it put it out there to the public, and uh, well, he's got a, is he's it Finster's first first bet on the pod? Probably, probably yeah. He he's, could be. He's, going got to, he's got to tell us how many units. So he could be going at minus hundred percent ROI after this one. Let's uh, and then he listens every week. Pez, let's see how we he, go. he always sends a couple of tweets there and references. He doesn't like you with the bombers, so no. he won't like that one. I'm sure he'll send you a couple of uh, uh, little tweets there for you to to reference. And but I can Finster. send him a couple of en- empty syringes as well if he you know goes for the bombers. And there was the jab. All right, so uh, yes, yeah, and it's it's not fun. We use the same joke for the bombers every time. It's it's not fair. I apologise, Finster. I should not have done that. It should have just been uh, you haven't won a final since 2004. So, and I'm they're not going to make the finals this year. I'm glad we don't recycle jokes there, Pez. <laughs> they're not going to make the finals this year. So that's going to jump up to close to 7,000 days uh, by the end of next season. So I wonder what I wonder what what the odds would have been if you could back like the next seven or eight years for Essendon not to win a final. So, like, you know, he got the things like, you know, North Melbourne not to miss the eight for the last five years, probably paying dollar one, so not much money there. But not to make what, it. what the odds would have been for them not to win a final in like eight years. It would have been huge. In eight years? Is that what it is? is, that what it is? It's about eight years, isn't it? Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen years, yeah. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. My maths is shocking. The the seven the seven thousand days for me. All right, let's uh, wrap things up. Make sure you jump onto our Twitter. seven thousand days is eight years. Swords <laughs> <laughs> reckons is nearly a I'm thousand struggling. days. A year. I'm, I'm struggling. The how long this podcast has got? It feels like a thousand days. You're struggling. I need to get to bed because I'm not getting much sleep tonight. I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to get you in training for. No, I don't know what I'm trying to do. You're just keeping me up. Make, I'm, sure, you, I'm make sure you jump on uh, our Twitter, our uh, Facebook, our, what else are we on? TikTok, all, uh, Twitter, all of the TikTok, socials. Yeah, jump on there. Make it. sure you jump on uh, all podcast providers. Leave a comment, a five-star review. That's how other punters are able to find us. Pez, any last words before you uh, finally hit the hay? I'm Pez. Peace out. I'll be up in uh, not very long doing a feed. Cool. I won't be sticking around for that. All right. I'm still source. We'll catch up next time. And, of course, go Cats. Now you're